On today's episode, we talk about Twitter's new 280 character count and what that means for churches trying to market on that platform. We also talk about what the next big thing is when it comes to technology and how churches can be on the forefront of that. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Technically Speaking Podcast, the show where ministry and technology meet. I'm your host, Jack Dodgen, and today is a value episode. Uh, We're going to deal with a couple subjects, uh, one for less time than the other. Uh, I have been asked by a few people uh, in person, uh, I think in all instances, I don't think I've been messaged any of these, uh, but I've been asked by a couple people in person about What's the next big thing coming to technology? Where is the internet trending? Kind of where is uh, social media headed towards? Uh, And I've given them some answers, uh, but I wasn't completely satisfied with the answers I gave. So I went and did more research. I've done a lot more listening. And uh, I think I've got a good answer, and I wanted to record that today. Uh, But we absolutely had to talk about uh, the Twitter character limit before we got into anything else. Uh, for a lot of people, especially friends on my, my Twitter feed, uh, this created quite a buzz for them. They, they weren't sure what to do. Most of them seemed very unhappy by it. Uh, some said that uh, whatever they've maybe said in the past, you can definitely trust them on this one. They will never go over 140 characters. Uh, others have said uh, now, now we get twice as much uh, cynicism and negativity uh, and shouting uh, on Twitter, uh, all, all of which are probably true, uh, but uh, it's not all bad, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, here in just a moment. For those of you that don't know, uh, Twitter is a uh, platform, hopefully you've been using it, a platform where for the longest time, 140 characters was the limit of what you could type. Now, some Uh, Some kind of broke that rule by using third-party applications uh, where you would see the beginning parts of the message and then you go click on a link and it would take you to the the full paragraph or whatever it was, but it still wouldn't fully show up on Twitter. You would just get part of it and then a link. Some people have been doing that. And of course, the classic thing to do is uh, reply to yourself on Twitter. So you'd have one thought and then you just kind of snowball it with a string of tweets and that could be, you know, five, it could be 40. Uh, I've seen some that are just over a string of 50 tweets and and all this stuff, trying to get a complete thought out, uh, which is really not, uh, I want to be careful how I say that. Twitter is for complete thoughts, but not not thoughts like that. Uh, The idea behind the website at the beginning was brevity. It was built around the, the small, quick, kind of quick-witted thing, the uh, ability to take what you're saying and summarize it, boil it down into its kind of finer point and put it out there. Uh, Something that, as you can tell uh, from listening to any of the podcasts I'm a part of uh, or reading any of my uh, long articles, not the best at. Uh, But that's that's what the purpose of the platform was. It's kind of uh, provide an area where you could, in a very 
a summarized way present some thoughts on a matter. Uh, and then uh, it was really Twitter that got all of the hashtag stuff uh, big into you know what we see on television and other things. Facebook has adopted it. Instagram's adopted it and all these other things. It was really Twitter who kind of pushed that to say, your thoughts can be heard by people around the world and you can categorize it with these hashtags and put everything in one place. Uh, and so that's where it started out as. And while some people kind of broke the 140 character limit by using some other things or, or stringing tweets together, uh, it, it's been 140 for a long time. Uh, they did actually before this 280 character limit that they've just rolled out for everybody, doubling the count now of, of every tweet. Uh, before they did that, they actually changed it in 2016. Uh, it used to be, and uh, as somebody who regularly puts out uh, links to articles and things through our Strong Church Twitter, uh, and now our, our Twitter for uh, whenimweak.org, uh, we had trouble with uh, showing that it was a new article, showing a little bit of what it was about other than just the title, and then also providing the link because for the longest time, your link to the article counted in your, your character count. And so you would maybe have uh, 30 characters, 40, 50 characters in which to say something because the other 100 or so was taken up by your link. Uh, and so that was really difficult for a lot of people. The same thing was true of images. If you uploaded an image separately, it would count towards your character count and it would give you less room to actually say things. Well, in 2016, uh, they actually changed that and said, we're, we're going to roll out changes so that that doesn't affect you anymore. So you get 140 characters plus whatever links that it is that you're posting to an article or, or what have you. Uh, and that's been extremely helpful uh, from uh, the from our side, from people who, you know, produce content, put out articles and podcasts and videos and things like that. It's been really helpful in giving us more room to kind of flesh out what it's about and hopefully draw more interest uh, to get more people to actually read or watch or listen to those things. And I think, even though there's been a lot of negativity around that, I think this is ultimately what it's going to be with uh, the doubling of the character count on Twitter now. Uh, this is going to while, yes, providing twice as much space for uh, the trolls out there to, to say more negative, uh, I think it's going to change the way that we see a lot of businesses and, and churches uh, market themselves on Twitter. Now, I'm not sure what that looks like yet, uh, but things are going to change. You get 280 characters now, not including the link that you put for images or for your website or whatever content it is that you're sharing. Uh, that's going to allow for a lot more flexibility than businesses had before. Uh, and that's something for you to, to watch out for, kind of see how businesses are switching things up when it comes to uh, putting out things on Twitter uh, and trying to engage with people in that way. Uh, and, uh, and, and I will keep a watch out for that as well, as well as reading articles and listening to podcasts on the subject, uh, just to see how that evolves. And of course, I'll bring that information to you. Uh, but this is kind of dealing with, it, it's a specific topic, it's Twitter, but it deals with our general problem of, we don't like change. And, you know, every few years, Facebook changes its layout or it changes something about its feed or it changes, you know, something else about it. YouTube does the same thing. Google keeps changing their algorithm and what matters as far as 
where their advertisements go and what their placement is on their search engine and things like that. The internet is in constant flux, constantly being changed, uh, and as a result, things change around it because the internet's so central to what we do. Uh, I do think that a lot of the kind of visceral negative reactions to what Twitter has done in doubling their character count uh, result not from, oh no, people are going to have more space on Twitter to say mean stuff, but it's from that kind of fear that a lot of people have uh, on the inside that says, I don't like change because it's uncertain. Uh, there are going to be some changes now as a result of what Twitter's done, but I think a lot of them can be good. Uh, so be, be on the lookout for businesses and how they start to change the way that they market things. Uh, if you're not following businesses on Twitter, by the way, uh, and hopefully you're listening to this podcast because you're interested in using your talents for ministry uh, and applying those things uh, with technology or vice versa. You're very good at technology and you're a Christian who wants to put Christian things out. Uh, follow people and businesses online. Uh, follow groups and just see how they do things. Follow your favorite uh, musician's record label uh, and, and look and see, okay, how do they promote stuff? Uh, and, th- and you'll see that begin to change now that they have more freedom to kind of work in a creative space. Because there are people who get paid uh, to be creative uh, in how they format things so that you will click on them to hopefully buy more stuff or whatever it is their end goal is. Uh, So be following those, be looking out for those things, seeing how that changes. And I think, uh, if nothing else, I'm really interested to see uh, where Twitter goes from here and how people start to use it now that they have twice as much space. All right, moving on from our discussion of Twitter, I want to talk about what the next big thing in technology is. Uh, I've been asked this at, by at least a couple different people uh, in in separate occasions, uh, which is really nice for me. It feels nice to be asked about those things. That's kind of the hope when you're doing a technology podcast that you're seen that way uh, as a technology person. Uh, but I've been asked, okay, what's what's coming next? What's on the horizon? Uh what do we need to be looking out for? And uh, some have said perhaps that's VR, you know, the virtual reality stuff that we're seeing, uh, the the Oculus, the uh, I know HTC has one. I'm not fully sure what that one's called. Uh, and then there are a few others uh, that have been put out uh, as far as these virtual reality headsets and being able to do things. Games are being produced for virtual reality uh, kind of consoles. But the thing with that is, how many people do you actually know have one of those and use it for a long extended period of time each week? Uh, you probably don't know anybody that has one, or if you do, they probably don't use it very often. I, eventually, we will get there. Uh, the technology is there, and the technology is getting better at a rapid pace because so many companies are involved in creating their version of the product uh, that uh, this kind of race to get to the top uh, is really pushing people faster and faster to make it the best that it can be. So we're going to have virtual reality uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, A lot of the technology is already there and the technology is developing very fast. But it's not really a consumer thing yet. Okay, People aren't 
rushing out to the stores to buy the newest VR game or or whatever. Uh, they just don't really have maybe the time to immerse themselves in that or the space to set up what that requires at this moment. Uh, and again, that'll change. People are going to uh, kind of adapt that and make VR more accessible. And when that happens, we'll start to see a boom of it. Uh, but right now, it's just not there. That'll be coming up way on in the horizon, and it's not wrong to think about that. But the next big thing, the thing that uh, within the next five years is something we're going to need to be, well, something right now we need to be paying attention to, but something within the next five years is going to be pretty common uh, among people's households. And I say five years, five to 10 years uh, is going to be very common uh, is voice. Uh, This is not just me saying, oh, here's what I think. Uh, This is after listening to uh, multiple different podcasts, reading uh, many different articles from lots of different people uh, who make their money through speculating on these things, jumping on board the social stuff, the technology stuff before it gets there. And these people who have been very successful at all of that uh, have said, voice is what's next. And if you think about it, uh, we've already seen voice at a consumer level for a while now. Okay, on my phone right now, uh, and even on the phone that I had before, uh, I've, I've got a Note 8 right now. Before, I had a, uh, a Galaxy 5 or 6, I believe. I don't remember which one. I actually broke that, and I was using an S3 for a long time. It's been a weird jump from my old phone to my new phone. Uh, but a few phones ago, uh, I had uh, on the, the home page the little Google search engine bar, and I could say, okay, Google, and it would hear me, and then I could just ask whatever it was that I wanted uh, it to do. In fact, as I said that right now, uh, my phone kicked on and started recording what it was that I was saying to it uh, because it's becoming more common. It's been here for a little while, and maybe you didn't know about it, you haven't used it, uh, or maybe you've been one of these people who have started to adopt it. That technology is here and it's already in a lot of the products that we buy. It's on your cell phones. Uh, there are probably a lot of you listening to me right now that use voice to text. Uh, that in your car or even just while you're sitting down, you, you instead of typing your message out to send to somebody, you pull open the message, you hit the microphone icon, and then you just start talking, let it translate into text and send it for you. That is the beginning stages of what we're about to see here very soon. You've seen the commercials for you know, the Amazon Echo and for uh, Alexa and for, uh, I believe it's Google Home. There's all these various uh, technology voice-activated things uh, that just kind of sit there and they're, they're listening. They're always listening. That's something we can talk about another time. Uh, but they're they're listening to you, waiting for you to say, you know, buy this or play me this podcast or play this song for me or call this person. And pretty soon we're gonna see we're gonna start seeing those things uh, explode as far as who owns them. And maybe those degrees vary, but the fact of the matter is, if you've got a phone, you've already got it. Like if you have a newer model phone, you already have voice. Uh, technology in your hands and we've had it for a while which means we're getting comfortable with it people are using it and they're going to be more comfortable saying you know what I'll buy a thing that's dedicated to that because uh, 
It saves us time. It makes things more convenient, even at the expense of being a little creepy uh, with it hearing us all the time. So voice technology, that's the next big thing. Uh, That's the next thing that is going to see kind of a huge spike here uh, within the next decade, within the next five to 10 years. Uh, And it's something that if we want to be uh, people who are on the cutting edge of something and not deeply lagging behind what comes next, uh, we need to talk about what do we do, okay? Because here's the thing. When voice happens in a major way, that's going to be too late to start doing something with it. That's not to say that we shouldn't try when it happens to go, okay, what can we use this for? How can we uh, do Bible things on this or Christian things on this? How, How can we get the word of God out on this thing? It's not to say that we shouldn't think in those terms, but we need to start thinking in those terms now, start doing some of those things so that when this boom happens, we exist already. And we can start saying to people, as soon as this new thing happens and everybody's really excited about it, go check out our podcast, go check out our website, and you can immediately just say, hey, you know, play this, uh, play, play the podcast from this church or play the, play the uh, Technically Speaking podcast for me. And see, we've got to exist before that stuff happens or we're already going to be behind. Uh, but if we're already there and these things take off and suddenly our churches can start advertising our sermons or other things on there and say, hey, you can tell your voice technology tower thing that sits in your home to listen to us while you're doing housework, while you're uh, you know, going around and uh, taking care of the kids or, or whatever. If we're already there, that gives us an opportunity to have a tremendous impact on people. But it starts now. It doesn't start then. So what can you do right now to try to capitalize on the trend that's coming uh, here very soon? Uh, the thing that I can think of right now uh, is stuff like this. Uh, I've been uh, recently in kind of a, a, a podcast deep dive. Uh, I've, I'm a part of three now. Uh, that I do on a regular basis. There's this one about ministry and technology. There's one that I do uh, called uh, The Trend, where we talk about trending topics, and me and another younger Christian, we kind of talk about uh, how do young Christians respond to these things that are going on. And then I've got a third one uh, called The Overcome Porncast, where we talk about pornography addiction and things like that and how to work through those things. And in all those podcasts, we kind of have different audiences, different people and all that. But I've been spending a lot of time looking at how do we do those better? Uh, How can we uh, better get those out so more people see them? What's the right approach to these things? And we've got a lot of learning to do. I've already done a lot of learning and I've got a lot more to go. I by no means think that I am wonderful at this stuff. Uh, That being said, I do have some experience now and some some knowledge about it, uh, having done it and read quite a bit about it. Uh, And one of the things that uh, has been suggested about kind of the rise in voice technology is it makes a lot of sense to start doing audio recorded stuff, uh, but also do it in more of a uh, shorter form kind of style. Okay, this episode you're listening to, uh, I'm watching the uh, recording go on. It's going to be over 20 minutes. Uh, That's not bad Uh, And there are people who are going to listen to that. I regularly listen to stuff that's 30 minutes long. I listen to some podcasts that are two hours long uh, and just 
take them in segments or take it all in when I'm on a long road trip or something. The stuff that uh, is becoming more and more popular is stuff that's somewhere in the five to 10 minute range. And if you think about it, uh, say you're at home, you have one of these voice tower things, uh, whichever one they are, and you are, you're, you're going to be doing the housework, you're, you're going to be doing some dishes, you're going to be folding some laundry, whatever it is. Uh, and you say, you know, play this. Well, maybe it's only going to take you 10 minutes to do the dishes, but in that 10 minutes, you can get something that, from our perspective, something encouraging, inspiring, something that teaches you about Bible, whatever it is. Uh, that's a big deal. If it's 30 minutes, maybe it's too long. And, and there's a place for stuff that, 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 that is that long. There's a place for that. But a lot of what I'm reading about uh, and, and hearing about is that with kind of this new wave of voice technology, it would be a really good idea to record shorter form audio and present that to the masses. Okay, uh, a lot of that has to do with, and, and think about it this way, one, one of the things that I've heard, a, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, he is, he is well known at social media because he, before Facebook got big, he put money into it. Before Snapchat got big, he put money into it because he made the assumption, based on what you're telling me this does, it's going to be huge. He did the same thing with Twitter and with so many other things. Uh, he is on, he's very much on the, the cusp and the front edge of those things. He's big on voice. And one of the things that he said about everything that he's made investments in uh, is that uh, the, the biggest part of it is that it sells time. And here's the thing. If I ask you right now to go pull up this podcast on your phone, let's say that you have a podcast app. Uh, and maybe you have us liked on whatever app that is. By the way, this is on iTunes and other platforms. Come find Technically Speaking and give us a like. Um, but, but go ahead and pull up in your phone. Go do that. It's going to take you maybe at the, the earliest, 20 seconds or so, 30 seconds, maybe a minute max, something like that. And that doesn't seem like a long time. But it becomes a long time when there's a new technology like these voice towers where you can say, pull this up, and it's almost immediate that it pulls it up. Not only do you, not only do you have kind of the instant gratification of this is what I thought about and so I asked for it and here it is, you also add the factor that I'm, I'm using both of my hands to wash the dishes I can't really touch my phone. If I touch my phone, you know, I got to clean my hand. I got to dry my hands off. Then I got to go through and whatever, get it set up and then get my hands wet again, whatever. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll just not do it. It's totally hands-free. You just say, hey, play this and it'll start playing. And so people are predicting that this is going to increase a rise in stuff that's more audio because you're not going to be reading blogs with your voice uh, towers. You're not going to be watching videos with your voice tower. You're going to be hearing uh, and having it tell you things. So you can say, pull up this episode or pull up this podcast. I want to hear the next episode, whatever it is. And almost instantaneously without any work, uh, hardly from your end other than saying a few sentences, boom, you've got your stuff. So we have a tremendous opportunity then to be a part of that. Uh, and here's here's what I think that means. If there's going to be a, a I've kind of given you the practical application. You need to start doing some audio thing with your churches. If you're a minister, uh, you know you need to be putting out. You, you definitely need to have your sermons available at a format where people can listen to them whenever they want. 
to be able to download those things, take those things uh, with them, give them to other people, listen to them if they weren't there, all that kind of stuff. You need to be doing that. Uh, and that's kind of the practical application. I want to get more specific with that here for just a minute or so as we kind of wind this down. Uh, how can you do that uh, when maybe you've got all these ser- you've you've got two sermons a week, you've got these Bible classes, these other things? Take the big part of your lesson, the 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 climax or this illustration that tied everything together or whatever it is. That's only going to be a few minutes long. And cut that part out of your sermon. Okay, there are free editing uh, audio software things out there. Uh, there are people who know how to do this stuff. You know, as as you get more and more people into your congregation, uh, and and as you know, these generations, my generation is growing up and getting into the church. People know how to do a lot of this stuff just by default because they grew up with it, and so they can find their way around it. Get somebody who knows what they're doing or do it yourself. Learn how to do it. It's not too difficult, but maybe you don't have the time. Get somebody whose talent this is and have them clip just that little three-minute illustration, that little that five-minute uh, clip of the kind of the climax of everything. Or maybe you just take one of your few points and go, this little thing that I did here for two minutes was just a, in and of itself, a very powerful section you know, I state this verse in the scripture and I, and I make this point, this great point about this one word that's here. Take that few minutes and clip that and make it its own thing and make that available. Okay, you're doing two things when you do that. The first thing is you're making uh, yourself very accessible because people are going to be more likely to give you a couple minutes of their time if they don't know you. Uh, than they are to give you 20, 25, 30 minutes of your time to listen to the whole sermon. That being said, this is number two, you give them that little bit, they might go, wow, that was really good. I'm kind of interested in hearing what more he has to say. And so they go and listen to the full thing maybe. And so now you've not only gotten somebody to listen to the smaller part of it, now they've listened to the longer part of your sermon. Maybe they go, wow, this guy's really good, or I really like what this guy's got to say. I really like this sermon series. I'm going to go listen to more. And who knows what that snowballs into. And that's a lot of what our internet ministry stuff is based on. You have to snowball things and snowball people into where they need to go. You can't just upload your long sermon or your hour and a half long worship service, put it online because it's a video and go, this is how we're going to reach people. That is maybe an endpoint where you can get people to, but you have to snowball into that. And the rise of voice technology gives us a great opportunity to take advantage of that uh, by putting very short, few-minute uh, uh, audio online, parts of your sermons, maybe a devotional thought that you have. If you do maybe a little short Wednesday devotional, do that uh, and take that thing that's a few minutes long and make that your thought for the week and tell people, hey, using your Alexa, your Echo, whatever it is, Go and search for this and listen to our thought of the week this week. And now all of a sudden you're starting to build an audience of people that uh, may not live anywhere near you, but because of that little effort that you've done to put that content there and tell people about it, you are giving them uh, the gospel message. You're, you're telling them about Jesus Christ uh, and helping them either encourage them, inspire them, challenge them. And maybe if it snowballs enough, 
getting them interested in coming to a church, becoming a Christian themselves. Okay, that's, that's why I talk about this stuff. That's why we do this stuff. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about these things today. Uh, because we, we have an opportunity now to, instead of lagging behind the new technology, to be right on top of it when it comes out. Uh, and that's something that we should not uh, kind of sit back on, but something that we should really attack and make sure that we are we're right on top of and ready to do when it gets here. So start doing some voice stuff, start messing around with it. Now is the time to be making some mistakes uh, and putting those things out on the internet or just kind of messing around with your own editing and seeing, okay, wh- where's my voice? Uh, how do I find my voice here? So that when the time comes, you've been doing this for a while, you're a seasoned pro, and now you can be in everybody's house and people can be listening to you preach, even if it's for just a few minutes every week. This has been the Technically Speaking podcast. Uh, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. You can email us at strongchurchministries at gmail.com. I've changed the the email. We've, we launched a new website. Uh, strongchurch.org is back online. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff up there, including a write-up of the last Technically Speaking podcast about uh, PowerPoint mistakes that preachers make. Uh, the audio and now the written form of that is there. I won't do a write-up of all of my podcast episodes, but I will do ones that uh, I, I think deserve it or, or need it. Um, I, I may do one of this, but I'm not sure. If you do, if I do, you can follow our Facebook page, uh, follow our Twitter as well, and just generally check back at strongchurch.org uh, to see uh, when those things are, are uploaded and you'll be sure to be told, hey, there's a new article from them. We're constantly putting stuff up, other podcasts, other articles, and uh, videos on occasion too. We're actually about to start some live video that I think uh, my listeners are going to enjoy big time. Uh, we want to hear from you. want to hear from you and know uh, what you think about this show, what you think the next big thing is, uh, how we can be a part of that before it really gets going, uh, and what more we can do to reach people with technology. Thanks for listening.